Hello. Welcome back, lovely people. Welcome back. For today, y'all, we have a special guest here at Speaking from the Shadows. Every color. As a voice. Come on. (laughs) Today, we have a guest, Mr. Asante. That is me. Mm -hmm. You want to tell the people who you are? Asante. um, He, him, his. Okay. Um, Black. Gay. I'm middle class. That's not identity. Mm. Yeah, I'm middle that, class. That is an identity. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I live that life. Um, somewhat a person of size. Come on. Somewhat. Come on. Yes. And I go to the gym pretty often, so I guess that's part of my identity. Yeah. I'm a gym goer. That's a good idea. Yes. That's what I got for y'all today. Okay. Um, well, Asante. Who are you? Oh, Keisha. Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, my name is Franklin, pronouns he, him, his. And I'm Shan, pronouns they, them, theirs. Shan? Yes, What's Franklin. got you fucked up? What's got me fucked up right now is how expensive things, like gifts are. Mm-hmm. We're in the holiday season, season of giving, blah, 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 blah. Oh. I like to buy gifts because mm-hmm. I'm that person. I also don't have a lot of money, so I'm also that person. And, like, why do things have to cost so much money? They don't. They don't have to cost so much money, in short. That, that's it. So, it's got me fucked up. Usually, money, something money-related typically has me fucked up, to be honest. And this is no different. <laughs> Asante. Yes. What's got you fucked up? So, you know, people tell you to be healthy and work out. Then they neglect to tell you about the soreness that's, that will stay with you for a long while. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I said, I did an at-home workout. I did arms and I was jumping rope. And the jumping rope was great, right? But now my calves mm. are saying, if you walk, we're going to make you hate it. So walking is, is torturous right now. Very torturous. That's what's got me fucked up. My body, it needs to heal faster. Yeah. What's got you fucked up right you know, I want to agree with you. Money. Mm-hmm. Money is just, just figuring money out, being an adult, paying debt. Like, it's just, like, why, you know? I do know. I do. <laughs> I do. And it's like, can we just make enough to be able to pay what we got to pay and be okay? Why you say that, though? Shit. <laughs> why you say that? <laughs> Oof. Because they just be waving from the corner. Oh. Like, yeah, no. I'm still here. Oh no! no that Remember could be, me. That could be lower if for the these lawsuits against the student loan relief program, but Republicans. No offense if you're a Republican, but. <laughs> or, all of the offense if you're a Republican. I mean, I mean, hmm. if you if I mean I I I deserve loan forgiveness. <laughs> so. I just I deserve <laughs> like, loan forgiveness. That is high. I do love that we're not having a pay loans back right now. Yes, though, yes. Because I'm accumulating coin. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I need 10K in my savings, according to my financial advisor. Okay, you better be adult having a okay. financial advisor. Listen, he's a nice guy. For today's podcast, we're going to be talking about slut shaming or shaming others for. How would you put it? For what? For having sex? For wanting Doing what they want? (laughs) Yes, I love that. Living that life that they want. To start off this episode, we are going to be defining slut shaming. Slut shaming is defined as the stigmatization of an individual based on his or her appearance, sexual availability, and actual or perceived sexual behavior, and is primarily aimed at women and girls. This stigma—I can never say that word—stigmatization is reflected in social and relational sanctions such as rumors, ostracism, or insults such as a slut and fag. Mm. Mm. You know, I feel like that definition is like here. Who gave everything. us that? Who gave us that definition? Where from? You know who? What is it? NIH. It's under the NIH. The National Institute. Of health. Oh. Yeah, so it's from the oh, National the NIH? Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. The big NIH. 
I mean, this type of behavior would, it could impact someone's mental health. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Do you remember having the talk? Or did you have the talk? Because I'm going to tell you, spoiler alert, I don't remember. I don't think mm. I don't think it was a talk. I think it was just like, don't do it. <laughs> but what about y'all? I'm curious because mm. different experiences. Well, I can tell you that I surely did not have the talk. It was... Excuse me. It was just nothing. I surely did not have to talk. It was nothing. Just sex. What's that? We don't talk about it. Though it exists, we just not gonna talk about it. And this, I think the silence already told you enough. So that's just like, yeah, don't even approach it. Yeah. Um. I think for me, there was silence, right? But it was like mm-hmm. my mom just assumed that I would know what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but it was just like I remember. We, had a, we started taking the sex ed section in, in elementary school. And I had to get her to sign the slip or whatever. And she was like, you know what this class is, right? I said, no. <laughs> She's like, yes, you do. I'm like, what is going on here? I just told you I don't. <laughs> I was like, okay. I feel like, I feel like you're sexualizing my knowledge right now. But that's, that's it. But yeah, and then, I don't know. I would ask questions to my... I, I live with my mom and my grandma. And so I asked my grandma once because I was watching Family Guy at a young age when I shouldn't have been. But it was like, Chris was talking about masturbation. I was like, oh, grandma, what's that? And she said, you shouldn't know that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I knew. I'm but, but I like, you but I was like, So it was just like, if I brought it up, it was like, no. With my grandma, at least. But with my mom, it was just like, you know. And I was like, how? <laughs> so I'm assuming, she, I'm assuming she thought I got knowledge from somewhere that I don't know the, where the knowledge came from. But, yeah, but you're, you're a child. Are you not supposed to find out about sex? It's just, just if I don't show it to you, the world will never show it. Like, is is that how this works? And then magically, you turn into an adult, and you you know, because you should have already known to not do it, and then now is the time to magically do it. I don't understand. No, because we learned about it in school, Franklin. Mm-hmm. Learn what? You don't even know. They don't show you what a clitoris. Is what what do, <laughs> what do we learn in school? You learn when it comes you to learn the fallopian tubes on. <laughs> <laughs> well, ovaries. You learn you learn that stuff. And you're just like oh, binary anatomy. Amen. Mm-hmm. I no, you said amen at the at what I, the, the what I said maybe like mm-hmm. the realization like that's some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna stop saying amen. No, wait, why not? Stop saying it. Because the Lord it down. It's not something else. The messaging around sex, like growing up was like these are all the bad things about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are all the diseases you can get from it oh, Lord. <laughs> don't do it that was house class for mm-hmm. me it was like want to see these pictures no no <laughs> we don't we don't want to see the pictures and we deserve to know about sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. It's like there's an assumption that you'll have a deeper connection to this class because it's going to give you all that you need to know. It's like any other fucking class. I'm here yeah. to pass the class. There's nothing that I'm connecting to because yeah. you might not be even talking about me and my experiences. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I feel that parents choose what they want to be upset about, and sometimes what they want to be upset about is some bullshit. Talk about it. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us. Tell me more. I don't. I just. I just feel like there are some some expectations for certain. Uh, I don't know how to put it, y'all. It's just societal pressures, okay. where I'm like, I need you to just think as an individual for a moment. Mm. Okay, let's let, let, let's let Nancy, Tom, Keith, um, Ashley, and Faye talk all they want. <laughs> Who are they? We don't know. <laughs> but we. <laughs> I love that Faye came in. <laughs> I was like, oh. A cute little group, right? Mm-hmm. 
and they have opinions and they're important too but in this moment I need you to focus on what you think is okay for your child you need to challenge yourself cause then you're gonna be mad at some bullshit that we could have been talked about at no. home not trusting schools to do it yes you might have some schools that get better education right on it in a more diverse way of seeing it but mm-hmm. no some schools don't a lot of schools don't yeah a lot of schools. So stop being so damn uncomfortable. Um, explore why you're so damn uncomfortable with sex. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's not yeah. that you don't want to have the conversation. It's that you're uncomfortable. You know I mean, some people don't want to have the conversation. Well, let's yeah. let's yeah. talk about that, though. Because it's true. I mean, some parents are very strict and they're like, mm-hmm. no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never doing it. Mm. Not in my house. As long as you live under my roof. Right. You follow my rules. Okay. And that just tells me I'm going to do it somewhere else then. Messaging. The conundrum of parenting. The conundrum of getting a but, consequence because you. But we're talking about parents and their. But like when you take on a. You know, have a child and you elect to take care of a life. Doesn't it kind of become your duty to educate them on the world and what they need to know? Because school isn't going to get them everything. School mm-hmm. never taught me how to make a budget. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, but I'm just like, you got this child, and if they, and if they, come, if they, if they come back with a STI or STD, and you're just like, why would you do this? Or a B-A-B-Y. Yeah, a baby. You're just like, <laughs> you're, just like you, you, whole branch, whole, you're a whole grandpa, grandma, whatever. You're a whole grandparent now. And because you didn't tell me, like, I should be, I should be aware of this. You didn't tell me, like, oh, yeah, here's some... Or you didn't encourage me to do my own education. You're hurting, you're hurting your children, honestly. The only way to be a, a good child is to just be a puppet. You want to talk about something? No, that's just how it makes me feel. Yes, talk honestly. about it. Talk about For real? Talk about it. Listen... <laughs> That's called survival in my book, in my mm-hmm. history. Mm. Just be a puppet, do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Do everything as right as you can mm-hmm. and just yeah. cruise through until you can leave. Mm-hmm. Leave pretending to be straight for the family. Yeah. Listen, and then just years of being stuck in that mode. Mm-hmm. That shit's not cute. So my question for the group, for the collective, mm-hmm. yes, collective. How does misogyny impact how we view sex and sexual freedom? The other day... I saw a TikTok that said that men are raised to be men under the under misogyny. The way to be a man is to hate parts of what women are supposed to be or how they're supposed to be or girls, how they're supposed to be, right? Don't cry. You're a sissy. Don't da-da-da-da. That's for girls. Da-da-da. You're acting like a, a, a fag. Whatever the case. Man up. Man the Ooh. fuck up, For right? a, lot of, a lot of little kids, it's like, I'm going to punch you in the chest until you man up. Mm-hmm. And that shit, that <laughs> shit That's... grinds my fucking gears. Please, keep going, because it's oh. so good. If you have something. It's I'm... just, like, no. First of all, I'm a fucking kid. Mm-hmm. Kids get to be kids. Mm-hmm. And also, when you don't allow someone to experience experience the range of emotions that doesn't stop them from having emotions that just mm-hmm. doesn't teach them how to fucking deal with their emotions yes. and then we grow up into adults who are very dysfunctional and unfortunately we've learned how to operate in that dysfunction so that becomes our normal mm-hmm. so with misogyny being ingrained in that way in the system from the jump you have a lot of people who, that are ostracized. If you're queer and you're supposed to be a man, but you're not supposed to do these certain things, you might fall under the population of DL mm. who might never really explore your sexuality or might keep it on the low because you feel that you will be shamed. One, for wanting to have sex, but two, also for wanting to have sex with men. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Feel shame. Yeah. Yes. And obviously, we can. That, I think that that can get even bigger when we talk about like different communities. Whew. Okay. Yeah. I like that response. Mm-hmm. How I was viewing this, because um, I thought it up, because we were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, I really got stuck on this idea of body counts. I'm 
so glad that came mm-hmm. Yes, because that, that, <laughs> that was just like, I was like, I said, this is definitely rooted in misogyny right here. Because we mm-hmm. celebrate the men who, who sling their thing around. And then for the rest of us, mostly women, mostly women are feminine appearing people. You get a shame put on this associated with you. You get called a slut, a whore, everything, everything but a nice woman, basically, or a nice person. And because if I sleep with more than a set number, I'm seen as easy or loose, or I, I have to have been to the clinic a few times type deal. Mm-hmm. I think that's one definite big way we see it. Because we wanna, because you, because you want a nice, perfect person who hasn't slept with people, and then, but then. Some this is me strut reaching, but but then when you get that nice woman who hasn't had that experience because she's her body count zero, you then marry her because like it's the perfect woman, right? And then you cheat on her because she doesn't know what she's doing with someone who does. And I'm just like, but her dogs. Yeah, explain <laughs> this to me. You want someone who knows they're doing, but she didn't want to marry. That's interesting. That's that's I think that's more heterosexual people, but that's why I took it. They want a young doll that they can fuck whenever they choose. Take off the shelf. Mm-hmm. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> that shit had me sick. <laughs> Are y'all laughing at it? <laughs> yes, what other choice do we have? Like, <laughs> so fun. <laughs> this shit is... We're laughing at the stupidity that people have in their minds, yo. And that's like their true belief. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is like their true belief. Like, it is true for you. So, Jesse Reyes has this song with Kehlani and Romani called Body Count. I love it. Everything is on a playlist, so I listen to it a lot. Mm. And Kehlani's part is probably like my favorite. She says, don't you make me count them on my fingers. Gonna be hot when I say I run out of hands. Mm. I'm sure if tables turned and it was dollar signs per body, you would be one very rich and wealthy man. Okay. Yeah, she went in. (laughs) Just the I don't care for me, like, yes. Yeah, Mm because you'll get praised for it. You'll get all the clout. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, what do y'all feel about under this, right? I think this is a, a mm-hmm. category that we can talk about too. What do y'all feel about how men are perceived as just like sexual sexual beings? Like everything to them is sex. It's portrayed as this is how you can gain a man's attention. Sex. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing else to a man but sex. That shit. <laughs> you just trigger something. <laughs> so like how in, in school, right, we had uniforms and shit. And then girls had to keep their skirts a certain length or like mm-hmm. you're you had you couldn't wear tank tops because it would distract the boys and i'm just like you're basing the whole experience in my education around the comfort of, a, of the men in this space assuming that the men will be interested in the girls and denying the fact that someone could very well be interested in the boy wearing the the shorts at a certain length because that's just that's what's catching your eye but we don't talk about that because mm. we're heteronormative but there's so many layers in what you just mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, that's my it's, thought. It's just like, why are you one sexualizing little girls and little boys, and two, why are you then shaming girls for having certain bodies or for people having certain bodies? Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. Pedophilia. And you're also making it my responsibility to center someone else's comfort over my own autonomy. Come on. Like first of all. No. Also, then what happens? I'm just thinking as from like a socioeconomic standpoint also because our bodies change and we grow up and of course mm-hmm. puberty happens. So like uniforms tend to stay the same. And if I can't afford a new uniform, then what? Mm. And uniforms aren't cheap from what I remember. Mm-mm. Every summer. <laughs> <laughs> the walk of shame. Mm. Well, actually, it's not a walk of shame for me, but, you know. <laughs> but I go to my car and drive away. Happy. Typically. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that's another one. We're just like, because you had sex, you should be ashamed of yourself for it. 
And I was like, no. It's <laughs> a walk of pride. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Happy. Had a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hope anyway. And you're just like, mm, wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> but mm, that one, that one also gets to me. I just like, who are you to make someone feel bad for getting a release that they needed? And mm-hmm. a basic, according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, a basic need that needs to be met. Mm-hmm. 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 We want to bring in some science into it. That's my two piece. <laughs> when you talk about misogyny, I'm thinking about the bedroom. How does that unconsciously come up in the bedroom? Misogyny. That's what I think about too. Mm. The man. You're assuming the man in the situation, a male appearing person, is the alpha, mm-hmm. the dominant one in the situation. It's also expected for to be binary about it men to know what they're doing Mm -hmm. so when you don't have experience it's seen as like a negative you're not man enough we bring him back that going back to that Mm -hmm. okay so the next question is what biases contribute to the sex shaming of queer people so i said race as a bias right an unconscious bias um because i'm thinking about like how people People's bodies are viewed, like when we talk about grinder, right? Black men might have certain experiences that white men might not have on there. Um, uh, and I was thinking about like certain body parts being focused on in a way that's off-putting, like fetishizing somebody to the point where it might be taken as like shaming. Um, like if I'm in this space, am I only here because of a part of my body? Am I only seen as that part of my body? What does that say about me and sex? Does that, you know, does that devalue uh, sex for me? That's what I I was thinking of. I I think that more often than not, that does introduce a bias oftentimes for a lot of people, unconscious bias. Yeah. Um, But I think a lot of people are doing the work in a non-performative and real way. But anyway, (laughs) besides that. Uh, we do expect certain people to be more experienced because they are of a certain culture or Mm -hmm. ethnicity or race. Mm -hmm. And it's like, interesting. Let's unpack that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is this dehumanizing in any way? That's what I think about. When you said that, that's what I thought of. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. I think it is dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? I've lost count of images I got with, like, BBC. I'm like, mm. where's my hello? Like, where's my hello? This, this isn't a, then, mach- a machine you get to put a quarter in. Yeah. And BBC comes up, I'm ready. Or when people, even though my profile says I'm a bottom, very clearly, it's like, you top? I'm like, it's... I think there's a presumption that black men are tops. And it's very interesting. And I feel it because I'm a bottom as a black man. It's just like, you let white men bend you over. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's been a thing that's come up. Wow. And I was just like, wow. I was just like, I, I had a moment of like, you trying to say I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sex, accepting racism by having sex with white men and let them top me? What's going on here? That was an interesting moment. And I get there, I got that from like, I don't know where I got that messaging from, but it was there. What is your response when people ask you if you top? Because I'm going to just tell you what my response was. <laughs> they would hit me with the you top. I would be like, you read? <laughs> read. Oh, what husband? You know. Because clearly, I don't. If I had listed it in my profile for um, a reason. Literally, if I have I ever responded? I probably have. Um, usually, it's more of like, nope, sorry, don't do that. Oh, you're and so it was like, kind. And it was, yeah, and then and then what gets funny is when it's like, are you sure? Like, I have a tight ass. I'm like, so do I. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but you're not trying to top me, so why would I? I say like, please stop. It just, it becomes a thirst trap. But it's just like I said, like I get that you're horny. Mm-hmm. However, it's not going to work with me. I'm so sorry. But um, and I wish you the best and hope you find a top because there's limited numbers of them out here. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's my response. And then I usually make another bottom buddy and we just start chatting. But okay. that's been the positive, the, the negative notice a block. 
but mm. Mm. what if someone argues BWC well we get called BWC and I'll be like okay you have BW you have point literally called BWC out here because I haven't seen it yet and for for y'all that don't know BWC is big white cock yeah yeah, I've seen BAC. I'm just like, okay, go off, King. Um, but we don't. Yeah, so I, I don't. Damn, repeat your question. <laughs> no, I said, what if they argue that? Like, what oh, okay, you, okay. What I mean, you say? and I'd say, well, that came out in response to our our, our, our oppression. Well, our fetishizing. It's not really. Mm-hmm. It could be an oppression for some. For me, it is kind of. So I'm just like, so like you just trying to. This, this is a reaction to us saying you didn't have that. In my opinion, that's how I'm framing it. I'm like, mm-hmm. BBC, we came out before that, if we're being honest. Probably. I have no citations, but <laughs> probably. So I'm just like, I hate that shit. And then... Oppression Olympics. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And we can argue that one of them is praised over the other. Or another one has, like, a lighter story mm-hmm. than the other. So, yeah, you can't really come over here with that shit. No. Despite the queer community, you know, not being, you know, we, we have hella bias in our community. Mm-hmm. But I do think in terms of sexual freedom, I think we're more sexually free people. In my yeah. experience, in my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, agree. I think we are. I think we're very sex positive. Very, if, we, if you've been to any type of pride, we, we clearly show up. <laughs> but, yes. but I do think we're more open to those conversations. I do think... Families of like of LGBT plus communities, of LGBT plus people, probably are more open to those conversations than heterosexual couples. Mm. I think I would hope so, because we've lived lives of like not having those dialogues and conversations, so we don't want that to happen for our own children. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of us, and I. I'm at the age where my friends are having children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? It's already crazy enough when they get rings on their fingers. It's like, oh, wow. Right? And I'm still single. Crazy. <laughs> I, I think even though, like, even broadening it a little bit beyond queer people, I think our generation, like, generationally speaking, we tend to lean more towards the sex-positive side and, like, mm-hmm. wanting to be open and explorative and, like, <clears throat> men for example being explorative in the bedroom is like oh, yes more accepted nowadays uh-huh. and it's I like, had a f- yes I had a, <laughs> no I had a friend tell me um he has this friend he's straight sadly but <laughs> but basically he's been like having a sexual awakening since like he graduated from college and he tells so he explained with like butt plugs and toys, and I'm like, okay, good for you. And he said, like, I really enjoy having a girl peg me. And I was just like, oh, that's so great for you. And I was like, and it's like you don't feel like your masculinity is being compromised. That's just me asking my friend about the more more background. And I was just like, he's he's good. He doesn't feel less of a man. I said, perfect, perfect. So I love that story because it shows like at least for some, it seems something that seems probably more feminine mm-hmm. or could demasculate somebody. It's not becoming more acceptable and open. Yeah. I was like, oh, no internalized trauma occurring. We love it. A lot of guys really like to be pegged. It's and then it's that's where the prostate is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, very intense orgasms from that. (laughs) But um, so they shouldn't enjoy it. And there's but there's so much shame around it, and they're like, I can't enjoy something that makes me feel Mm -hmm. so good. And there's like a vulnerability in allowing someone mm-hmm. to make me feel that good, and it's sad, honestly. Because we're just associating the act of penetration as a feminine thing. Like you have to be mm-hmm. feminine to be penetrated. And if you're being penetrated, sorry, you're not a man. Mm. And I was like, whoa. This mindset isn't there an assumption because people love to put body parts to mm-hmm. man and women, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that someone is no longer a man because they had anal sex or were penetrated, whatever the fuck, so where's your argument about body parts? Does that go out the door? 
Or now am I am I am I gay now? Mm. You're probably gay. <laughs> That'll be the response, like, "Oh, you're gay." Yeah, because like, oh. they, they, there's no way out of that because they mm-hmm. know they're wrong. There's no way out of that, so that's the only safe way to ro- to go. There ain't no fucking information behind what you're saying, bitches. So <laughs> <laughs> this conversation made me think about, and I was pointing at you earlier because I was like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." <laughs> made me think about like hypermasculinity mm-hmm. and machismo. So even thinking about like. Uh, Latino men, like previous generations or even current generations, we don't know, right? That aren't encouraged to explore themselves sexually, Mm -hmm. um, aren't encouraged to, in a lot of relationships, based on what I've heard, and obviously in, in the small pockets that I've been around, there's this idea that if you're watching porn, you're, you're cheating. Or if you're watching porn, that's, that's a bad thing. You know, I think that there's an underlying idea that the only way for you to please yourself is through your and these heterosexual relationships. You're a woman. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so then a lot of them might feel like, no, because I've, I've heard women say, like, no, I don't like that they watch porn. I don't let them watch porn. And that's... I get it from the perspective of it's something for me to compete with. No, yes. I get it. I get it. I get it. And, though, Mm -hmm. first of all, watch porn. Use your hand. Yes. Right. Or a toy. Or a toy. Feel good. Mm -hmm. Because do you you masturbate? Not saying that you have to watch porn to masturbate, but are you masturbating? Because there's an assumption of the only way I can have, only way I can express sex sexually is with my partner. Like, no, baby. You're here, too. (laughs) I don't know. But you were saying, you were bringing up a good point. That takes me back, though, to the conversation we had about, Mm -hmm. um, like, sexual communication and in that, like, sexual satisfaction. Because Mm -hmm. if that's the only way you're allowing your, allowing, first of all, Mm -hmm. (laughs) LOL, your partner to experience pleasure, that's a lot of pressure on you to perform. And, like, what if they're not having, like, the best time or the, like, the optimal, Mm -hmm. like, time they could have? Is the line of communication open enough for them to say, like, I want you to do this? Or, like, how how willing are you to be sexually explorative and, like, try different things or bring toys into play? Because that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be something bad or negative. It can be, like, an opportunity. And, like, maybe, yeah, he watches porn and he sees something and he wants to try it. And it's like, okay. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Okay. And then that opens the door for you too. Mm-hmm. Go watch it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh my goodness. You better talk about freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, having man. a thought. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, I think that's the, the thing with cheating and watching porn, right? I'm just like, I mean, as someone who's single and, you know, doesn't have someone. But um, I do think if you're if you're tired or just, like, not up for it, what's the issue? I'm just like, I'm not going to, like, I, I can't give you a head today, sorry. <laughs> not not for me. So I'm just like, you just expect them to just, again, basic need. Mm-hmm. I said, like, you, I was like, I would rather you watch porn than cheat. And then, and then, and then I'd probably be like, damn, we could have watched this together at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's just, like... I, I think that it can be a tool for them. I mean, I think it's a tool to like keep your relationship refreshed. Like you said, like learning some new things to try out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's. I don't see an issue with it, as long as it's not an addiction. I think there's leeway for it in relationships. Mm-hmm. You bring up something so fun, and it's just like watching porn together. <laughs> and, like, that is so fun. Like that can be so fun, and then mm-hmm. like. You can watch your partner get excited, and it's like, yeah. oh, that excites you, and it's good like, to know. right, good like, to know. <laughs> like mental note. Mm-hmm. It just opens the door to so much, mm-hmm. like so much you can do. Yeah. But like, I, I think what Freddie was saying, that culture is just like, if you're watching the porn, you're not. I'm mad at that because you're supposed to go to your wife. I'm like, make it a husband and wife activity. 
as long as both parties are consenting I don't see why mm-hmm. and I do think I have a follow up question like is that culture that machismo culture causing the women to feel like they can't enjoy that stuff either yes good to know <laughs> <laughs> and but like also like they start shaming the men they are with because they're not going to tell me to them and they feel inferior to like a movie or something mm. that's what my mom went to that's not the odd more but I think that can also be causing some causing women to like see, like, see themselves as lesser mm. or their partner of any gender identity on the last podcast, or the last episode, I think it was, we talked about, like, sexual repression. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, that comes up. And it's just, it's, there's so much unpacking to do. And it yes. all, like, I want to go back to, like, the messaging we receive around sex. And it's, like, sex is bad. Mm-hmm. And then it's also this idea that you should know what you're doing. And then it's like, what does that say for exploration? Because, okay, maybe I do know what I'm doing and I can learn some new shit. And I can, like, get into props if I want to. Like, there's so many options. So, like, the buck doesn't stop when being good at it. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I love that because oh. instantly, you know what I thought of? I, I heard innovation. I'm sorry. All of that took me to that. <laughs> you said, so when you brought up repression, it made me think about as a teenager, like even thinking about like being body shamed mm-hmm. and how that leads to sexual repression. And like you're not good enough to have sex with people mm-hmm. because you don't fit a certain mold. Oh my god, y'all. And like being told as a bigger person that like you're undesirable, right? Because that's very much so the messaging you receive when you're mm-hmm. like bigger. It's like you're undesirable. When you get to a certain point and you learn, like, oh no, people actually do want to fuck me mm-hmm. and I am desirable. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. <laughs> Changes the whole scope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like for some people, though, it's also, like, the shame that they carry around with being bigger, like, prevents them from being sexual and, like, open to sexuality and, like, mm-hmm. being a sexual being. Mm. So much to unpack and unlearn, but there's so much we put in our messaging. And it's shame. It's fear. It's sickening mm-hmm. in the worst way. When do you feel the most sexually free or open? When I'm with myself. Yes. Honestly, I know what I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I like. I know what I like to watch. Yes. I know what I like to fantasize about. Yes. My hand knows what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... I echo that sentiment, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... No, I'm, I'm very sex positive. I like calling myself a hoe. <laughs> and I stopped caring about my body count. I don't know, after a while. A short while. But I think... Getting that experience with, like, having sex, finding out what you do and don't like, I think that gives you more confidence, especially when you bring in... Especially when you maybe only have... Maybe you have a one-night stand. I know I have I've had many of those <laughs> but, um, but like loving it um, but I do think for me personally I'm just like what you want to let me know this now because okay. I think it's more of a compatibility thing mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm feel like I'm sexually free once once me and that ever body know where we're going to get into because I think that gives me more freedom and I think I've had that comes with building your confidence up um, and understanding like my needs are important in this in this in the situation we're about to have, so I'm gonna make sure that it, that we both get what we want from here. Because I'm not just about to give you a head and call it a night. That's boring, at least for me. Mm-hmm. If you like, if you get off on giving a head, that's all you. For mm-hmm. me, my jaw starts hurting. <laughs> <laughs> but I do get off on giving a head. Thank Same. you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I'm just like, where I'm not getting what I need from this from this situation. 
and that's totally fine and it's just like but like that's me right and I think that by myself I know I can always get a toy Mm. for my prostate or my format or my dick regardless and it works out for me and I'll and I'll be just fine and also when being able to share these kind of having this conversation nowadays I'm never sign of sexual freedom because I would never say this in front of my mom bless her soul <laughs> but, um, but even though she tries to have sexual conversations about her life and I'm just like be my mom <laughs> and, I, and, I, and it's just like ugh. but I do think some trust with people there are people around you that you mm. just be open with it as well is there anyone follow question I'm gonna answer this question also but <laughs> um, is there anyone y'all feel like comfortable having conversations about sex with and like talking like hey I tried this new thing and like <laughs> like I got this new so each other <laughs> I told okay like go ahead dude. I tell you everything like <laughs> usually the, I'd like right usually Last time you called, right I before tell you me. everything, I tell you too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, you called I'm yesterday, like, and I, I was like, no. no, he called yesterday because I got with someone who does who has an OnlyFans, and I was just like, yeah. and he was just like, mm-hmm. oh, are well, you gonna be in the video? I said we didn't discuss that potentially, but like, I'm I'm okay with like, but I'm not in the video, but <laughs> so we're clear, but. It's like you. I just share. I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some guy came over. He wanted like a, an anonymous come and go lights off, and I said he said he wanted me ass up, ready to go, and I said works for me. <laughs> Told him that someone. Went, it's just it's super easy because that trust is there, and I can just be like, yeah, this happened. Expl- tried this out. It was fun. Nice. Yeah, I loved it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely talked to Asante. We've talked about sex before. Mm-hmm. Felicia. Not me naming everybody, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to a lot of people about sex. I haven't gotten in depth with it. Maybe with haven't I? I mean there's I don't have that many. You showed stories. me how to give you show you taught me how to give head. Like not not he actually I didn't actually see him give head, but he showed Can you me. Imagine? <laughs> like watch this. Like <laughs> But like I remember, we were at a table in public. You want some head so that I can show? <laughs> hey, that, that could happen one day for somebody. Listen, that's actually how I hooked up with one of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no. I remember because you and somebody else like this is the grip you want to have. I'm like, what the hell? And I took and I turned the last that and I used it my first time giving head. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. How was that? A good professor. Shit. Y'all are funny as hell. Oh my I love that y'all have these relationships where y'all feel like most sexually free with yourselves. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say I I spent a long time in a relationship and got very comfortable being like sexually explorative with that person and so like I think for me a lot of my comfort comes from or comes in sex with partners Mm. that being said though usually when I have like an intimacy that I built with them I feel most like free and open and like to explore and do different things and like Sometimes it just clicks with a person, though, and I don't have to know them for, like, a long time. And I'm like, well, you're into this, and I'm into this, and you want to do stuff, and, like, you want to do this more. And, like, I kind of know how to do that, and that's cool, so we're compatible, and, like, Uh let's get the ball rolling. It's really nice. I've only had that experience once. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) You just took me back. (laughs) Just continue, though. Continue. (laughs) Um... I feel like a lot of the stuff that I want to try, I can do with myself, but I'd also like to do with another person. Mm -hmm. So it's like, huh. It's nice when I can make those connections, but I'll say, like, that hasn't been my focus. I've been focused on other life things, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because sex is fun and sex is good and I miss sex. (laughs) You know what? Shit. We haven't talked about sex in a while because we've been <laughs> 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 Not the revelation.
conversation. Oh my god. It's the look of realization on no, your we, face. Because we talk about sex a lot. <laughs> so I'm here like, oh. It's been that long since you had a conversation. No <laughs> stories to tell either, so damn. I will say though, I have <laughs> been like having more phone sex than like in person sex. Yeah, so like different types of sex. Cyber okay. sex is a whole thing. Okay. And I'm yeah. like, never, like, never really got into it before. Like, yeah. And now I'm in a long distance relationship, so I'm getting into cyber sex. I'm in a long okay. relationship, by the way. <laughs> okay. Love this. It's an official thing now. Okay. Um, you and all the people out there. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, like, there are these, like, different ways to experience sex, like, with other people that I'm, like, starting to experience. And I feel, like, nice and open and ready to, like, learn and, like, like, get a little, get a little frisky. I was about to say frisky, too. (laughs) I was about to say. Ooh, cyber sex. You interested by you? It makes me think of just sound that you get to hear the other person. That's that's all I, think, I need. I feel honestly. like that's a sensual experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like and if they do it, if you're doing it right, ooh, that's me. I've never done it, but the fantasy I'm having right now is is speaking to me. Yes. <laughs> it's speaking to me. But like I've I've like had people message me talking about you want to want to like video sex, video chat. I'm just like not really because I don't trust you. <laughs> and I was I think I think at least for me I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't think I'm, I, what what you're trying to get out of this what I'm gonna get out of this are two different things I'm probably not gonna find any interest in this cause I'm just like no thank you I remember catching a person first then we can explore other options but I don't know it's never spoken to me but the phone sex sounds a lot more intimate than the video chatting though I don't like the idea of having to get angles right Mm. <laughs> for real for <laughs> that's, that's my mindset that's valid I'm gonna tell you though <laughs> invest in like a selfie light like a stand with the little phone clip on it cause <laughs> we can do things <laughs> <laughs> you better have a whole production <laughs> I was like wait a minute cause like, trying to position the phone it's just too much mm-hmm. it's too much what is this like no oh, phone six is intimate it can also mm-hmm. it can also just be like I don't know, so <laughs> when I I don't like send news and stuff because I'm just I have a career to think about I can't be out here doing this I don't trust mm-hmm. people like that, but like guys just don't give a fuck <laughs> like they really don't most of them like I've met one guy and he's like I don't send news and I was like okay cool me either, but like there is this one guy he was like really into the idea of like video chatting. And I was like, no. (laughs) Um, But he really is into, like, being dominated and, like, kind of, like, um, degraded a little bit. And he was, like, and he's also into, like, jerk-off instruction. So he was like, yeah, I'll do this. And, like, like... (laughs) So we had that interaction, and that was, like, one of the first times I had, like, video phone text, and I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. Also, telling someone they can't come is really fun. It's really fun. It is. <laughs> it's powerful. Because they say, like, I want this release so bad. It was just like, not today, not yet. <laughs> Wait on me first, bitch. That's my best of my Ooh, yes. <laughs> it's so fun. Franklin. Yes. Tell me what you've been watching. What have I been watching? Mm. I've been watching Wednesday. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I haven't gotten into it yet, but it's on my list. It's on my list. It's I finished list. it. You're currently watching and you haven't started. I can't say nothing. Wait, <laughs> say it. It's just, you know, I didn't. It felt like a like a your typical teen drama, except it with Wednesday Adams in there. And it was like, how are you getting this mix though? Um, but I personally am angry at Wednesday the last two episodes. Okay. 
very angry with her. Mm. Still a little angry with her. I'm also angry with whoever the writer is <laughs> because this one character I just feel so bad for. And people are telling me, why would you feel bad for them? I said, because trauma will mess you up. That's all. So I'm about to be mad at Wednesday, too? I don't know. But I was mad at her for the last two episodes because the answer was clear. Mm. And she just was not. I was like, why, are you not, why is this not clicking for you? I knew this episode three. <laughs> this... Well, Real Housewives of Potomac is another one, right? Yes, we're catching up today. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been watching on um, Peacock, uh, Pitch, you saw it, Pitch Perfect. Like, okay. uh, it's like a TV show, Pitch I Perfect. The, the type of Pitch Perfect it is. It's in, Germ- it's in Germany. Benji, it's like Benji in Germany. <laughs> yes. Or is it, is it Bumper? Is it Bumper in Germany? I think it's Bumper one of those in Germany. Two. I was watching Pitch Perfect on Peacock and it had it like suggested and I was like, oh, I didn't know they did a show. The show's pretty good. I'm on episode two. I was like, let me just, let me see. Let me see. I think that's all I've been watching. I got into Chicago Med again because apparently they wanted to have another season and I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out and I was like, oh, cool. That's your I didn't show. Know. One of them. Love that fucking show. You hear me? Love that fucking show. You used to be a Grey's Anatomy loving somebody. Oh, I still love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> we watch it Potomac right now. So we're not to do that. <laughs> what you watching i am watching well i watched abbott elementary oh yes both seasons so good quinta also she has an olay deal i saw yes. her in an olay yes. commercial i was like quinta you better be she's come money. a long way she really has <laughs> proud of her like abbott elementary is just so good it's funny it's just like <clears throat> it's it's like feel good humor and it's like do your thing quinta Make us laugh. And it's it's chill too. Like, mm-hmm. Love it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> y'all remember Casey Anthony? That's a woman suffragist, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am God. No. Not oh. <laughs> I swear I have a master's degree. It's the last name, though. That's the name. Who is, who is she? <laughs> Shit. Um, she was arrested for her daughter's murder. Okay. Or her daughter's... <laughs> she was she was arrested for lying to the police originally, I think. Okay. But um, she went on trial for murder for, of her daughter. And the jury found her not guilty. Um, they found her not guilty of first degree murder, of manslaughter, of, I think she was, I think second degree murder was on there maybe. Um, they found her guilty of lying to the police for like four counts of that. So by the time she was sentenced, she only had to serve another like two weeks in jail or something like that. But the story is from like 2008. Okay. Wild, wild shit. Um, her trial didn't end up being until like 2011. Um, the little girl was missing for 31 days. She never reported it. Um, like if, so I bring this up because we were watching, so I went to a friend's house. We were watching the original documentary, which is like, um, an American murder mystery. Hmm. And then Peacock did... Um, Casey Anthony, like, her retelling of events or some whatever the fuck it's called. It's her side uh-huh. of the story, which... <laughs> it's wild. No comment? No comment. It's wild. Like, okay. first of all, in my mind, in my heart and soul, she murdered that little baby. That little two-year-old baby. She mm-hmm. killed that little child. And she's, like, she's gone to therapy and she's learned words like trauma. And I just, it makes me so angry because I'm like, stop it, please. Um, 
And I'm not saying she hasn't experienced trauma, right? I'm not saying her family didn't have family secrets because find me a family who don't. Right. <clears throat> I'm saying I think she's a murderer and I think she got away with it. And watching her <laughs> sit there and lie, like just lie, a lot of it felt like lie. It felt like a performance to me. Watching this, like watching her talk, it's like I was like, "Wow, wow." Mm. Um, <clears throat> and my friend like really likes to watch the like behavioral. Um, I can't remember, like panel or whatever they're called, and they like took this documentary and broke it down piece by piece and talked about like her behavioral indicators. Mm. So I didn't want to give money to that because I didn't know if she was making money from it so I watched their video <clears throat> and like they pulled out so much shit and I'm like I mean I already thought she was lying so that's nice I think she has a personality disorder I think she's borderline and narcissistic like I I think she has like a rough go of things I think her version of reality she really believes to an extent and part of it I think she is just a little not okay just a lot not okay um but that's what I've been watching and it's it's been riveting it's been fascinating it's been angering um and it really upset me like watching the footage and like the original documentary like she did not cry a tear talking about her baby Mm. and her baby that she thought was missing at the time before they found her remains and found out she was dead like Excuse me. Excuse me. Could not shed a tear. Could not shed a tear. When they show the footage of her in jail talking to her parents. And she's talking about, like, how hard it is for herself and all this stuff. And it becomes, like, very me, me, me. And when her mother tells her that the baby's dead, she's like, surprise, surprise. That is her reaction. And I was like... That's telling enough. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Who says that? I'm in a loss for words. <laughs> and then, like, she told... So, she... More backstory. She told the cops... And you can cut all this out if you want, but it's just really mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. She told the cops that she worked at Universal Studios. They went to Universal Studios. Baby girl hadn't worked there in two years. Her daughter... It's two years old. So I'm trying to figure out when she's supposed to be at work, where is she? Mm. Where is the daughter? Then there was this whole thing about Zanny the nanny. And <laughs> she said that like she would take her daughter to the nanny and the nanny's name random woman. She said she was black and Puerto Rican. When they played the footage Showing the woman they were interviewing who had the same name. I was like, pause. <laughs> She's supposed to be what? Black and Puerto Rican? This lady is about white passing as hell. I don't know who this is, but this is not. So then she, like, apparently, like, like, one of her friends had been using that person as a nanny. And, like, I don't. So wild shit. That were just Lies. Lies. <laughs> And I'm like, and I'm supposed to believe she's telling the truth about not killing her child who she didn't report missing for 31 days. And then her mother made a 911 call at one point when they found her car because her car was missing. That was a whole thing too. And she was like, it smells like a damn dead body in the car. Talked to mom about it in like the interview section and mom is like, (laughs) changed her tune to it being like garbage in the car. A dead body does not smell like just regular garbage. If you no. can think of like the way a dead animal smells, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure. Like it's a very distinct smell. So just like things like that, it just it was just just lies mm-hmm. upon lies and cover ups. And I'm like, 
bottom line is this little girl is dead. She's been quote unquote missing for 31 days. No one has found out. I think the grandmother sus as fuck. I think the granddad is weird. I think the way that like Casey Anthony would sit on her dad's lap is weird as shit quite frankly. And he would like have his arm around her and that was creepy to me. Oh, no, 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 no. So like there are things here <laughs> that are concerning for lots of reasons. Anyway, so it's been, that shit was wild. Watch that. And I remember that story like when it happened in real life, like in real time. I was I was young and like I remember it being a thing and I just remember like reading about her again like once I like was a teenager probably like later on in my teen years maybe college and being like no way in the world she did not do this like I just I'm convinced personally and apparently she was like a liar like she was known for lying her best friend was like She's a liar. And she was, she also very, her ex-best friend, sorry. She also very aggressively, though, doesn't believe that she killed Kaylee, which is the baby's name. And I'm like, we may never know what happened. But I can't wait to the day when she's, like, ready to be honest. And probably on her deathbed. Because, you know, people get real honest in their last hours. Like, let me tell you some real shit that you can't, like, I can't be punished for because I'm dying anyway. Like, I'm waiting for that day Mm. for the truth to come out. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot that you can interpret from that. I'm like, what's going on in this family? We're not going down that road. Got follow up Mm -hmm. questions. (laughs) Follow up questions. Okay. Shit. Sante, what you watch? Oh, so as we talked about Potomac, um, arguably the best Housewives franchise out right now. Um, mm. um, Team Karen Huger, all the way. Um, <laughs> um, and right now, I hate Robin and Giselle. Um, but um, outside of that, what else have we been watching? Um, I've been watching a lot of anime, honestly. That's my, that's my go-to comfort watching. Um, I'm on episode 723 of One Piece um, out of a thousand something. Damn. Yes. Commitment. Without the rank. Um, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Um, and I've been watching like some other short ones just for like for Kiki's. So you're looking for a random short anime. Raven of the Inner Palace. That's pretty cute. It's like a Chinese imperial time frame. Mm-hmm. And the Raven consort is the only one who doesn't have nightly duties with the emperor and she's basically solving spirit cases and stuff and it's possessed by a raven goddess um yeah it's pretty interesting i like it um but basically the emperor is falling in love with her and he has like 15 ever consorts so i'm confused why he's so focused on her um (laughs) but yeah that's a good one there's a lot of other ones i'm watching um a never feel good one is welcome to demon school of roman con that's a fun one um, but yeah, I recommend all of these. I have tons of anime recommendations that you should watch because they're great. You better go to fuck off. I yes. don't know who who is yes. sponsoring you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, One Piece is from. I'm not about to give you the studios. I'm not. I'm not about to give you. <laughs> I have a TikTok for you to watch. <laughs> is it One Piece? I hope it's one of the big three. Did you like it? It is an era in American history. Let's I'm done. I want to learn about something absolutely interesting. I'll show you something interesting. What is the One Piece? Stop. Wealth, fame, power. Goldie Rogers. <laughs> they all get. <laughs> what is the? We don't know what it is. We don't know. We don't really know. We, we know it's his treasure. We don't know if it's actual treasure. <laughs> If this man dies before this is done, I'm going to be hella upset. We will all be upset. We've been waiting since the 90s to know where the One Piece is. Well, um, let's hope that the man does not die. Oda can't die. He can't. Not until we know. Not until Luffy gets to the One Piece. He can't. Well, I hope Luffy gets to the One Piece. He better. You said 700 what episode? episode? 723. Mm. 
if you get to that point of One Piece, you'll know about Del Flamingo. Um, we don't like Del Flamingo. And if you like Del Flamingo, you got problems. Period. <laughs> yes. If, if you like Del Flamingo, you can like his fur coat. You can like his little... He has a nice little feather coat. It's nice. Bougie. That's about it. Mm. Everything else about him is deplorable. Damn. <laughs> Everything Damn. else. And granted, no, actually, I can't. Even, I can't even talk about his childhood trauma because he was a child. As a child, he was. He was a. A product of his environment. As we are. But like his environment was. One Piece is great because it talks about slavery and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In but like in a, in like a fantasy way, so people are just like, oh my god, that's so messed up. I was like, apply that same empathy mm. to now. But okay. Mm. Let me tell people together. Oh my god. Yes, it's so great. Then someone had audacity to say One Piece has died. It's not as great anymore. With the downfall of One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I didn't know they were still making episodes. <laughs> yes. It's great. We have had a phenomenal time with you, Asante, here today. Thank you for coming on the pod, Asante. Yeah, I, it was, I, don't, I don't know how, how the invitation came to be, but I said, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, pleasure to be here. Yes. To be here. And look, thanks to you, we had this great topic. We went to so many areas that we mm-hmm. needed to. I really just gave y'all something random off the dome, and y'all took it. You came <laughs> through. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. You were. It was like you were meant. You were meant to talk about it. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> well, lovely people, y'all know that y'all can you know check us out on our socials. Email us at speakingfromtheshadows at gmail dot com. Yes. We are at we are on Instagram at Speaking from the Shadows. TikTok is Speaking from the Shadows underscore. You better know, you better come through. Okay. Twitter is at Shadow underscore Talks underscore. <laughs> and yes, interact with us. We'll add a question to Spotify, and you know, just let us know what you think about the topic. Yes. So thank y'all again for listening. It has been a pleasure. This topic has been full mm-hmm. and great, and. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Give us feedback. And until next time, remember, define yourself for yourself. Use your voice. And And be be great. great. (laughs) Y'all better be insane.